from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Jenna Start. Oh, George Camel, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Uh, he's also the co-host of Smart Money Happy Hour and the host of the George Camel Show on YouTube, which is exploding, by the way, one of our more popular Ramsey Network launches in the last year. Jenna is with us. Jenna is in Seattle, Washington. Hi, Jenna. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. You too. What's up? Um, So I have a situation that feels complicated to me, but likely not to you guys, which is why I'm calling. Um, I am the sole provider for my family and am self-employed as a um, therapist, a mental health therapist in private practice. And um, I make uh, good money, over $200,000 a year. And am, um, yeah, over 10 years, it's been, it's been amazing. Um, but um, I'm paid pretty irregularly, mostly by insurance companies. And um, I usually know by like Sunday evenings um, kind of what my deposits are going to look like, but they tend to um, be slightly different um, each week. And then I also get kind of random payments like, you know, co-payments from patients or just um, kind of paper checks. It's just, I'm not, I don't have like a, it's, it's sort of predictable, but like also not predictable. How long have you been so doing like, this? Uh, how long have I been doing this? Mm-hmm. Over 10 years, uh, actually. Okay. So years. over the over the course of a year, it's very predictable. Over the course of six months, yeah. it's fairly predictable. Over the yeah. course of one week, it's not. Correct. Okay. So, so give us some uh, rough what's your question? estimate what's, here. What's your question? So um, we're struggling to budget um, as far as um, the kind of grocery shopping um, weekly versus monthly, like just kind of really trying to understand our money better. Um, we've kind of banked on like we just make good money, and so we money just sort of disappears. And I'm trying to do better. We're trying, My husband and I are trying to do better. Um, my one caveat question I want to throw him under the bus is he also refuses to drop the coffee stand and wants to keep it in the budget. And I want to mix it from the budget. Um, so I want you guys to give me some, uh, you mean buying some, a cup of coffee at a coffee stand? Correct. <laughs> this is not your problem. No, it's okay. not my problem. Yeah. You need to lose that battle and win the war. He needs a budget line item for he, he, his coffee. He gets his coffee, and we get a budget together that we both work on that accomplishes our overall goals. Coffee is not keeping you from doing that. I agree. So, all right, that one's under the bus. He, You lose, he wins. Next. All right, George, how do we do an irregular income? So the simplest way to look at this is look at what a low month would be for you guys. We know it's not going to be zero, right? Correct. So what would be a low month? A low month would be 12000 Okay, so we start there. We'll input that in the budget, and when more money comes in, we'll just add that income into the budget on the income side. Got me? Okay, yes. Then on the expense side, we're going to do it a little differently because it's irregular. We're going to make a prioritized spending plan. So let's have our four walls. we got to cover the bills, you know, the rent, the mortgage, all of that stuff first. Food. Food on the table. You should have a set food budget that is fixed that easily fits within $12,000. And it should yeah. not have to change based on the irregularity of the income. Okay. Other things will change based on the irregularity, but not food. Okay. Because it's first. Now, are you at risk of running out of money even while in that bad month of $12,000? Or are you just trying to go, hey, we should be saving more 
with all of our expenses? Yeah. Well, um, no, we're not at risk of running out of money. Um, I just don't feel like we're throwing enough at our snowballs. Um, we have, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Um, perfect. Yeah. We're not at risk of running out of money as far as our, our needs go. I just okay. feel like it every, after that, it sort of just disappears. Gotcha. But it's not disappearing into the coffee stand. There's okay. other places, yeah. other, other money leaks. Well, it's, it's what she's saying, I think, and I don't put words in your mouth, is it's disappearing into the disorganization and the chaos. And yeah. I want to get a handle on this so I can feel like I'm doing a good job. Correct. Like okay. It's like one week I'll, I'll pay the Comcast bill, and then the next week I'll pay you know a different bill, and I just don't feel like I'm organized enough. Um, and so I feel like, you know, I want to have a better understanding. And I was thinking similarly, what you were saying, if I just created an idea of budget and then whatever kind of comes extra, I could even just throw out our snowball. Um, if you can live on the 12,000 without yeah. touching it and you get to do everything you need to do, you could run a budget on 12,000 and every extra dollar above that goes to your debt snowball. That's an easy yeah. fix. Okay. If you need 13,000 to live, but 12 is your low, then you've got to add 1,000 to those last few things before you start the debt snowball. That's what George is saying. So, yeah, so including our business expenses, we need about 9,000 to live, 9 to 10,000 to live. Okay, okay, your business needs to be running separately. Yeah, 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 the business is running separately. Um, okay, so, so our household No, 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 stop, stop, stop. You don't have it included, okay? The the it's not it's not running separately if it's included hello so here's the thing we run a business budget and then when we bring money home from our net profits after paying the business expenses then we work with that so your business expenses run what my business expenses are monthly is only uh twenty three hundred dollars a month okay all right. So you actually have a low of ninety seven hundred. Yes. Because you're not bringing home that twenty three hundred. Correct. Okay. So you know. So so that based on what we're doing, I, I need to have you need to have that separated out and keep it set completely separate. Run a separate we, set of books, separate checking accounts, yes, separate everything we, for the we, business. We actually give ourselves a weekly paycheck. We give ourselves yeah, a but that doesn't matter. You, you got to you got, and then you need to cash out the rest of the profits beyond your weekly paycheck and beyond your expenses out of the business account over into the personal account. But the same principle will still work because the same math applies. I just split it apart. So, okay. So you're still okay. 9,700 will still do it. If 2,300 stayed at the office, you can still do it on 9,700 and everything else will go to the debt snowball and then some. So in the 9,700, some of it's going to the debt snowball, but that's just how much more we put on the debt snowball. And every every dollar premium will cause you to be able to do that. We've got a thing in there called paycheck planning uh, that works really well for the irregular income. And you and your husband can sit down together and lay the whole thing out on the app uh, or on the desktop, whichever you choose to do with every dollar. And it'll lay all out. And, and we'll give you three months free and get you started on the every dollar premium, okay? Awesome. Cool. Thank you, guys. All right. Hang on. Uh, we'll have the team pick up and give you three months for every dollar premium because that'll, that'll do it perfectly. Oh, yeah. And it'll help him see where's all this money going. What did we decide we were going to do this month? Yeah. And then the only choice you're making is eight dollars or whatever the flipping coffee is it's ridiculous but i mean eight dollars is not going to get you out of debt that are but but you are going to start looking at everything including the coffee you'll see how much money you're wasting how much more can we throw how far are we going to cut our lifestyle 
versus the debt we have versus the $200,000, well, not really, $175,000 income that we have. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSC. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. I was just telling George a story, and Austin, you need to hear this too. In 2012, I took a call here on the air from a guy who had a side hustle, and he said, I love my side hustle more than I like my job. When can I quit my job and do the side hustle? I want to double down. My parents say I'm crazy for doubling down. My wife says I'm half crazy for quitting my job. Uh, he was a pharmacist. So he'd spent a lot of money and a lot of time getting to, to be a pharmacist. And he, he said, I want to quit pharmacy. I want to go into this whole other side of things in the gun industry. And I'm like, okay, so I'm, I'm a gun guy. So I'm talking to him and listening to him. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. So I said, how much do you make? And he said, I made 65000 on my side hustle. How much you make as a pharmacist this year? This is 2012. And he said, 60000 I said, well, double down. I'm on your team. Uh, I, I, if I would advise your wife that you should go after this. It's what you love. It's your passion. Uh, I would advise your mom and dad that they're very sweet, but they're wrong, and that you should go after this. So um, a couple of weeks ago, I was out west, and um, I visited the guy's business. He did seventy million last year. That hurts my brain. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And he acts like I did it, and I'm like, I didn't do anything. I talked to you for five minutes. You've worked for, uh, uh, you know, what eleven, twelve years on your business. You built your business. I didn't build your business. I'm so proud of you, though. Uh, I'll, I'll take credit for lighting a fire, but dude, you 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 burned the forest down, man. That is wild. way to go. Way to go, man. That's pretty cool. Uh, we don't always get to hear the, the, the other follow-up 11 years later to taking some of you guys' calls out here. So uh, some of you ought to tell us if we screwed it up 12 years later or if tell we got us it, if you if we made got 70 it right million. or whatever. Yeah. Goodness. It's pretty Good cool. for him. Pretty cool. I'm, I'm impressed with him. Sharp young guy, too, obviously. Todd is in Fort Wayne. Hey, Todd, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, what's up? Uh, I've got a quick question for you. Uh, back in 2009, 2010, when there's a big recession that we all heard about, mm-hmm. my business uh, went in pretty deep. And uh, since then, I've paid back uh, everybody I can and uh, taken care of all that. But I've got one credit card that went after me and in 2000, through collections. And uh, it took me to small, I guess you call it small claims court, because I seen a, I got a letter for a judgment against me. Mm-hmm. But at that time, um, I was still trying to get my head above water. 
How long ago was the judgment? Uh, it was 2015, August of 2015. Okay, so eight years ago. Okay. Was the first one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the first one. The, yeah. The amount was about, um, I don't know, two to $3,000, but of course with all their fees, that judgment was for 8,000 round numbers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, anyway, I just got another certified letter today. I didn't know how to, for sure, uh, how to contact these guys. I just knew it was out there, but they've added 2000 to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, it says they have 14 days to congest, um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, a court hearing. I didn't know the first time I could do that, but do I just I, I don't pay think they. Uh, I don't think they get to have a court hearing on this one. Okay. Because it's gone too long. Yeah. All right, so let's do a little, uh, let's learn a couple things here. Number one, you owe these people some money, and you're not disputing that. Agreed? Yes. Okay. Yes. And the original balance was what? Uh. I don't know for sure. It was like three thousand or something, but with their fees, the original. No, I'm talking about fees. I'm talking about what you actually owe them. Oh, the first one was uh, seventy nine ninety seven, so eight thousand. No, 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 no. That was with the fees. Okay. When you had a credit card before it went to collections, the balance on the credit card was three thousand dollars, wasn't it? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, that's what yes. I'm thinking. Okay. So, um, here's the thing. If they said they've added more, another two thousand, so it's now ten thousand dollars, right? Yes. Okay. There's a whole industry out there that most people don't even know is out there called debt buyers, and they yes. buy old, bad, probably uncollectible debt. Probably uncollectible because the person has already filed bankruptcy and they don't get anything, but they still will buy the debt, sometimes not knowing that, uh, or the debt has gone too long and it's past the statute of limitations in that county or that city or that town or that state, uh, and so it's not collectible, which I think is probably the case with yours anyway. They probably get zero, uh, technically, legally, uh, but they buy old, bad debt. Now, let me tell you what they pay for it. A nickel on the dollar, maybe less. Yeah. So this guy calling you or certified lettering you is with a $10,000 bill likely has 250 to $500 invested in your account. Okay. This, That's this good information. Comes- if you're going to call him and offer him 3000 bucks. Yeah, yeah. I want to do right by this debt. I'm willing to pay $3,000. That's all I'm willing to pay. If you want $1 more, I'm going to give that to a lawyer, and I'm going to fight you to the death because I don't think you can collect this at all because it's gone too long. So this is a case. This letter's from the our county courthouse or uh, court. Does that make a difference? Nope. It's not, The court didn't buy the debt. Some duper bought the debt. Okay. So the Dubers brought you to the county courthouse. You got a, is the Dubers name on there? Uh, yeah, the collection agency and there's a lawyer name on it. The lawyers who you call, call the lawyer. Okay. Cause here's the okay. deal. They are not in the business. This is not like if I owed you money and you were pissed and got a lawyer and sued me. Okay. This is a conveyor belt at a factory and it's the junkyard. It's not even a factory. It's a conveyor belt at the junkyard. And they're running like okay. 9,000 parts a minute down the conveyor belt. And you're yeah. one tiny little part. Okay. All right. Let me give you another example just to, for fun. Okay? okay. A couple of Christmases ago, I decided to take advantage of this knowledge to do a fun charitable thing for our team. 
We bought yeah. 8,000 accounts from a debt buyer, totaling $10 million worth of debt. Our purpose in buying it was we were going to call all 8,000 people. We have 1,000 employees, so each of them got to call eight people and tell them their debt is forgiven in Jesus' name for Christmas. So we bought $10 million worth of debt to do that for $259,000, two and a half cents on the dollar. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So I'm telling you, this is how this works. So that that's who you're dealing with. You're one of 8,000 in a package. Only you didn't, the package wasn't bought by me. So you got to go deal with the people, but it's still, I had 8,000 people that were in this one package for two and a half cents on 2.59 cents on the dollar. All right. And that, that's how this, that's how this industry works, man. So the, and what do they want? They want more than they've got in it. Cause this is a business for them, not a charitable event. So they got 250 or 500 grand, $500 in your deal. You offer them 3000 and you stand firm and argue with them about 30 times. They're going to take it, get it in writing. Do not give them electronic access to your checking account. Those two things are very important. Okay. So I think Perfect. you should pay them what you owe them, which is three grand. Okay. You got the three grand? Yep, I do. Very cool. Does that that tell you what you need to know? Yes, perfect. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. So they're hoping a few people in this giant pile will pay that eight or ten grand to make this whole operation work. No, they they never get it. 99% of the accounts aren't collectible. That's why they're worth nothing. Because, I mean, what what are the chances of collecting on something from 2010? 13 years ago. 13 years ago. If you can even find the guy... I mean, they're just saying glory, hallelujah, that they even found it. Right? We had trouble making the calls. We couldn't even old cell phone numbers, bad numbers. We had a, we had, you know, we had what? I bet you uh, one out of uh, one out of eight was probably bad, or two out of eight. Yeah. The information we had with the accounts we bought were bad, which tells you they had bad information when they bought it. Well, yeah, because it's old. I mean, how many people got the same cell phone number thirteen years later? You know, oh. and, and or whatever the same address. And, you know, you don't send a change of address to people you owe money to if you're on the run, you know, so it doesn't happen that way. So it's an interesting world, but it's a very high high number, low performance world. And if you'll keep that in mind when you're dealing with them, it's not personal. It's just a transaction for them. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel. You've heard me talk about Christian Healthcare Ministries, a health cost sharing ministry. But I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses, and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Today's question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your home for home, your hub for home services. Neighborly can help you find local service pros like the Grounds Guys, Five Star Painting, and more to get your outdoor space ready for the cooler months. Download the Neighborly app today and get started. Today's question comes from Steve in Minnesota. I'm 43 years old. I still have student loan debt, about 4900 It was originally twenty four grand back in 2010. 
This year in May, I went and got 2,130 hair graft transplants for about 13 grand. Some I paid up front, and the rest I used a care credit card for $10,500. I owe about five grand on it now. I have 32,000 in savings. I've got about 10 grand in a 401k, and I make about 20 bucks an hour. I didn't get enough hair grafts to cover the back top crown area. Should I go back for more hair transplant grafts to cover that area? Oh. Dave, this is a personal question that I think only you could answer. <laughs> this is very that was personal. Mean. It's personal. You're just mean. Hair jokes, George. Well, you've bullied me for far too long, Dave. It's my time to get back. <laughs> oh, Steve, Steve, Steve. Okay. Steve, Steve, Steve. Well, the good Steve, news Steve. is Steve has some money and he can clean up this debt today. I don't know why he's waited 13 years. Yeah. He has 32 grand in savings. Let's knock out the 10 grand in debt. And you'll still have 22000 left. That covers an emergency fund. And that should cover some hair grafts. So 32000 10500 on the credit card. He says he owes five on it now. And then, um, oh, okay. And then five. So so 10000 clears up the student loan and the card, right? Yep. And that leaves him $22,000, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And um, then we need to ascertain what your emergency fund should be three to six months of expenses. And if that is under $22,000, like say 15, then you would have seven you could use towards other things. And if that's what you choose to do with your money. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. But if your if your emergency fund should be 25,000, you need to finish your emergency fund before you do other things. Because until you're out of debt and have an emergency fund in place, we do not do elective surgeries that's a luxury it's a luxury well i need bigger lips no Mm. no the food's going in you don't need bigger lips the uh, coffee's not spilling you need bigger you don't need bigger lips uh you can bigger lips are a luxury uh hair in the back is a luxury (laughs) apparently hair in the front is a luxury so he must have got just the front done and that he's got this crown here that's still I mean, Listen. if you're the hair transplant people, that was genius. Hey, you'll have to come it back leaves for that you, one. It leaves you with a, a guaranteed client for the back as soon as they get home and get a mirror. The other question is, they do a good job with the rest of it so far? Because oh, maybe let's I not go even, back. I, my didn't. stomach is in my throat. This is killing me. But, yeah. but I imagine it's a few more grand to finish it up if he's got the crown left. Yeah. I don't I'm, I'm going to get in work. a lot of trouble if I'm not real careful here. But anyway, the... Um, yeah, if this is what you want to do with your money, it should only be done. It's a choice. It's a luxury item. It's like buying a new couch or upgrading a car. It's done after your emergency fund is in place and you are debt-free. So you should write a check today, Steve, and pay off your student loan debt and your credit card. Um, is this even is this real? This is real. Is this some guy spooked? I thought this Austin was trolling us. Somebody's punking us, and Austin let it through. It's too specific to be punking at this point. Well, it's a good way he to punk. He said he makes nineteen dollars and sixty cents somebody, an hour. You give great detail. Like I just don't have enough hair grafts in he the. He told back. us how many hair grafts? Two thousand one hundred and thirty. I know, but that's pretty. That's how you punk somebody. Very specific. That's, how, that's what causes us to bite on it. Well, we bit on it, and so we're pretending like it's real. I think someone wanted to know your take on hair transplant. Oh, grafts. that's just no. Nah. No, they didn't. Obviously, they know my take on hair transplant. All they got to do is just pull Dave up. Dave says picture. not worth the money. Well, it's just um, it's a. Yeah. You've been cutting your own hair for a few decades now. Yeah. It's easier that way. The amount of money you've saved, though, compared to me, 
I just it's grew up in a different place and a different time where we enjoyed getting old and we is what we is. So we didn't constantly be poking and prodding at ourselves, but it's a different well, time. Well, back then it was just place. like a toupee. There weren't many options. Yeah, that's true. It's a bad toupee or nothing. Yeah, like something out of a movie from the 70s. Yeah. But, oh, I mean, well, I don't. I, yeah. I figured that the person with the lowest hair maintenance and the highest hair maintenance in the studio would have opinions. Would have a great opinion on this. Jade's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Boom. Roasted Jade. Hey, Jade spends more time on her hair than you do. That's I promise true. you. I've got this down to a science. She's got more stuff going on from the predator look to the twisted up on top look to the whole thing. She's got more looks. I'll tell you than this: you do, I haven't spent thirteen grand on my hair, so yeah. there's a bonus. Yeah, none of uh, all of us together have not spent thirteen grand on our hair. So. That's a lot. I would just start wearing hats or just let it ride, man. I mean, you got a great head for it, Dave. Oh. Not everyone has that. See, George, Gift. you're trying to dig out now. You're trying to dig out. I'll never out. dig out. Get you a shovel, buddy. This is my last show, America. It's Get been good. Get you a shovel, buddy. It's been fun. Yeah, you, you and Austin. Austin brings in the hair joke email. It's an alley-oop. And you just you, 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 you do the stuff with it, right? You just stuff the thing, right? Yeah. All right. Let's move on while I still uh. have my job. All right. Sarah is in Nashville. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Sure. What's guys? up? Okay, so I work two jobs. I work a full-time job, and then I also work a part-time job. Um, My question is, should I, or, like, is it okay for me to quit my part-time job? Um, Even though I'm in baby step two, um, the reason I'm wanting to quit it is basically because I'm working it all the time. You know, I'm trying to be gazelle intense and all, but I am not having a good time, and I want to pursue, like, other things to eventually go into that. So like, what are you saying? Basically I want to, in the long run, get into music and I am in Nashville. So it's like the perfect place to do that. You want to get into Um, music? Did you say? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. But, and what's your part-time gig now? I'm in retail. Okay. All right. Well, that's like most of Nashville. Yeah. I mean, like, how do you get the next country music star's attention in Nashville? Uh, waiter. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that that's yeah. they're, they're everywhere. That I've, got, I've got three people that were on The Voice working for me, and they ain't doing voice, I'm telling you. So, um, but anyway, the, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's everywhere. And I'm not saying you can't do it. it you, you should do it. But how much debt do you have left? I have about 50000 and it's student loans. Okay. And when will, at your current rate with Gazelle Intensity, when will that be done? Um, About two-ish years. Mm-hmm. How old are you? 28. Okay. How many hours a week are you working now? Um, About 15 hours. Extra? So, mm-hmm. And plus a 40-hour job? Yes. Okay. So where do you work on Saturday night? Um, so at retail? Really Retail's work- not open. Yeah, correct. So I'm not working. Yeah, where do you work on Friday night? Not at retail. It's not open. Well, I work the retail job uh, Monday through Friday after work, and they close. Okay, all right. So you don't have a Saturday gig. Okay. Yeah. So sing on Saturday. Yeah. So I guess it's a little bit complicated because I'm not into like the country music scene. I'm more into Christian. You're in Nashville, and you want to get into music. You want to be in the Christian music. Is that what you said? 
Yes. Okay, so how were you planning on breaking into it? That's a good question. I'm not exactly sure. I'm more so thinking like the social media route. Okay, then I would do that on Saturdays. Okay. And I get plugged into a church where that music's happening as well. Yeah, make sure you're in a good church that's musical and they're doing a lot of good praise and worship stuff. And, you know, Nashville's also the home of contemporary Christian music for sure. Most of the artists live here that do that for a living. A lot of them are friends. Okay. Uh, the older ones are friends. Your the buddy Darren Tyler there. did a songwriting night at his church with a bunch of songwriters. So there's stuff like this happening in the community all the yeah, time. Yeah, you can do all of that and still keep your retail job. You just got to give up partying on Saturday. Oh, wait a minute. You're doing this from a Christian perspective. Maybe partying isn't the problem. Um, you got to shut down the prayer group on Saturday night. And there go, we go. And go do something else. My yeah, I mean, kind that, of party. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, yeah. I, I think you can find the time, Sarah, and I think it's a short-term play to get out of debt. Let's get out of debt. George Campbell, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Walt is in Buffalo, New York. Hey, Walt, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Sure. What's up? Uh, actually, I had two questions, but the young lady on the, uh, the screener told me I could only ask one, so... I figured I'd mention it, and maybe you guys let me squeak in, too. <laughs> uh, my wife and I have been on the baby steps since November of 2022. We made it all the way to step three, and almost immediately after that, we had to use a couple thousand dollars of our emergency fund. Uh, we have $4,000 in a high-yield savings account that's earmarked for kids' college, uh, he's 10 right now, and we're wondering if we should take the 2000 from that four to fill the emergency fund back up. I would, uh, because it's not in a college fund. It's just earmarked. You, you have two accounts. One of them, you've got named college, but you got a 10-year-old. You've got plenty of time to build their college savings and doing it in a 529 and so forth. That's exactly what I would do. Yeah. Simple enough. I mean, it's liquid. You're not going to pay any penalties. So if you told me it was in a 529, I'd say don't touch it. Yeah. But you're, you'll be fine there, and you'll have time to fill it back. Or if it had been there for 20 years or something, and the kid was seven. I mean, you know, there's a lot of different factors, but uh, you got a lot of time, and it's just a it's just a right pocket, left pocket thing. Um, and then just, you know, if you take it out of the right pocket and put it in the left pocket, then you got to go back to the right pocket and fill it up, which is baby step five anyway. Reminder, Walt, four, five, and six are done simultaneously. Yep, so we're investing 15%. While we have that plate spinning, we begin to fund the kids' college. Then any money left over, we can throw onto the mortgage to pay that off early. Yeah, so four, five, and six, which is retirement savings, kids' college savings, and paying the house off early, we run simultaneously, but still in that order. 15% going into retirement, funding kids' college, which you're going to do immediately. Uh, you'll begin with that with that 2000 that's left over and get an account open and get it moving. And then if you find more money in your budget, or as you find more money in your budget as you go along, let's pay off the house early. Elijah is with us in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Elijah. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having us. Sure. What's up? So me and my wife have a question, and it is we are debt-free. We have an emergency fund. We've tried to do everything by the book, and both of us have zero credit, and we are renting currently. Is there any way that we could one day buy a house without any credit? What is your advice? Well, George did it. Yeah, it's a fairly simple process. It's called manual underwriting. 
And what that is is basically a no-score loan. And our friends at Churchill Mortgage have been doing this forever. But if you tell anyone about it, they'll say, no, you can't do that. And even if they say you can, they'll say, it's so much more expensive. It's such a headache. It'll take you forever. They're lying. They've never done it. So let me tell you from someone who's done it that it's simple, but you have to do it by the book like you mentioned. So you're going to want to have all the documentation, your verification of income, rental payment history, you know, 12-month history of your bank statements, a tax return, things like that. And along with that, you need to have a good down payment. Have you guys started saving that up yet? Yes. As soon as we finish building up our emergency fund, that's what we were going to start on. Awesome. So I would aim to have a minimum of 10% if you're doing the no-score loan. 20% is even better to avoid that private mortgage insurance. What kind of budget are you looking for for a house? Right now, we're in North Carolina, and the housing market's anywhere from one hundred dollars or $200,000 to $300,000. Great. So let's set that goal and then let's set a down payment savings goal. And as long as you can get that payment to be 25% of your take-home pay, if you're after-tax income per month on a 15-year fixed, then you're ready to buy a home. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Again, Elijah, if you go to a traditional mortgage company or you ask your friends, um, they're all going to tell you that because they don't know how to do it, that that can't be done. George did it. Jay did it. Dr. John Deloney did it. All of our Ramsey personalities have had zero credit scores and gone and got mortgages. Okay, so it, it definitely can be done. We'll put a link to uh, the Ramsey Solutions blog about this in the show notes. And so if you want to go back and pull that up out of the show notes, you'll be able to do that with the great detail on it. But really, George just gave it all to you. And again, gave selecting a mortgage notes. company that knows what the flip they're doing. That's important. And most of them don't. Churchill Mortgage does know how to do this. Chaz is with us in Orlando. Hi, Chaz. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having me. Sure. What's up? Uh, so my question is, I'm 24 years old. Me and my fiance are getting married next February. Um, I have zero debt right now, um, and I have a nice little nest egg in the bank that I've been saving up. Um, my question is, my fiance has some debt. Once we get married, do you recommend that I kind of use up most of my nest egg to pay off her debt? Or should we keep that nest egg in the bank and just keep pursuing paying off our debt now that we both have both incomes to pay it off? What are we talking in the bank? So right now I have about $34,000 in the bank. Um, and then her debt is a little bit over $17,000. Okay. Um, so it wouldn't totally wipe it out, but it's just, you know. We well, both and now like through February. It's just, it's just you know. No, I don't know. What do you mean you know? For, uh, I mean, yeah, but like, we just like to have it in the bank. No, you do. Just for like, yes. You worked hard to save this money up and it hurts emotionally to let it go for someone else's mistake. Yeah. That's okay to say out loud, but just know when you get married, you're (laughs) signing up for that whole person's life and it's our money. So now you have debt as well. It's our debt and it's our income. All of the mistakes you have made come with you. All of the mistakes she has made come with her. And the preacher will say, and now you are one mistake. (laughs) (laughs) So this is how this works, brother. Uh, Are you that in love with her that you're willing to do this? Oh, a hundred percent. It's not even a second. When you get home from the honeymoon, write a check and pay off her student loan. Okay. Yeah. Period. Period. No question about it. Um, And she should be paying it down. You know, we've got to save up for the wedding. Are you guys paying for it? No, luckily her parents have blessed us with paying for the wedding. 
Great. Um, so that's been a huge blessing for yeah, sure. That's wonderful. And she's totally, she's paying, paying it down. We've actually been taking your class through our church. And Good. So she's already working it down like every single day. Um, but it's just, it looks like there might be a little bit left over once we get married. And so, you know, I was calling in to see, see what your opinion was. Yeah, on so it, Chaz, here, here's that's, the thing. If you called us up, you, you've listened to us or you've been through Financial Peace University. If you called us up and said, we're a married couple, we have $34,000 in savings and we have $17,000 in a student loan. We instantaneously would tell you to pay that off. Wouldn't we? Yes, you would. Okay. The only nuance here that is, means. is that it's new because the marriage will yeah. be at that time new. So that's the only nuance. And what you're facing here is you're really having to face this idea that we are going to combine our incomes, our dreams, our fears, our mistakes, our assets, we're going to combine everything and we're going to become a whole new entity called a married couple. And that in your, yeah. your this is forcing you to process the emotions of that, which to George's point or, you know, we, we poke fun, but, but it's, they're very real. It's a very real emotion. Yeah. And, and so, but if yeah. you, you've listened to us enough, enough to know that if you were answering the question as you're driving along in the car while listening on talk radio uh, and someone else called in, you would be going, they're going to tell him to pay the loan off. <laughs> yes. That's okay. True. So the, the only difference here is it wasn't an existing marriage couple. We're moving into it. And that's the only nuance to change. And, yeah. We could go. And it, it, my and it happens to be your money this time rather than listening to someone else call in. Mm, that changes different. it too. That's tough. But, you know, the beautiful thing is you also get to build wealth together. And it is like exponentially greater when you have two people who are on the same page. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's what's called in uh, sociological studies and economic studies that called the marriage advantage. The, you know, the, there's several marital advantages. Uh, if you haven't ever read the, the research that's out there, uh, health, males who are married live longer. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and couples who are married have a wealth and an income career, a career and income advantage. Statistically, they make more money and they have more money statistically. So it's called the marriage advantage research projects that are out there floating Very cool. around. Very interesting to look at. So, yeah, you're right. This is going to go zoom, zoom. You're going to be fine. That puts this hour of the Ramsey show in the books. It's George Camel. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.